How's it going, my brothers and sisters? This is Steve Kitts. Thank you for joining us on During Bible Study Podcast. We'll open up in a prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you, Lord, for your wonderful grace and love. And we thank you, Lord, that you're with us and that these words, Lord, that you give us is something we can put in our hearts and use for your glory. Lift you up and give you the honor. In your blessed name we beg. Amen. This close to Easter, we're going to talk about crucifixion practices. Even though the Romans didn't invent a crucifix, they perfected it with a form of torture and capital punishment that is designed to produce a slow death with maximum pain and suffering. It was the most disgraceful and cruel methods of execution and usually reserved for only those slaves or foreigners, revolutionaries, or the vilest of criminals. You got to understand too that the Roman law usually protected Roman citizens from this type of crucifixion except for perhaps desertions by soldiers. Crucifixion is an example that they put out there for everyone to see. Don't do this or this will happen to you. At the beginning of this message, I want to point out that Jesus would see people crucified every time that he came into a city. Even as a child, he would look up at those people hanging on the cross and know that it would one day be him. The cross was characterized by an upright post with a horizontal bar basically that had several different variations of this. It was customary for the condemned man to carry his own cross from the flogging point to the side of the crucifixion outside the city walls. He was usually naked unless it was prohibited by the local customs. This was usually to add to the disgrace and humility that one had to go through. And since the weight of the entire cross was probably well over 300 pounds, only the crossbar, or the horizontal bar, was carried. The crossbar weighed about 75 to 150 pounds and placed across the nape of the neck and balanced along both shoulders. Usually the outstretched arms were to be tied to the cross or nailed to it. Procession to the side of the crucifixion was led by the complete Roman military guard headed by a centurion. They made a a spectacle out of it, a display. One of the soldiers carried a sign in which the condemned man's name and the crime that they committed was displayed. Later the sign would be attached to the top of the cross. So as you came into the city you could read, so and so did this. And that's why they're hanging here. And that's an example of Don't do this or it'll happen to you. Same thing in the Old West where you see the gallows or the hanging stations outside of a city. They would say, if you do something wrong in our town, we're going to hang you on that gallows. The Roman guards would not leave the victim until they were sure that they were dead. Outside the city walls was permanently located a heavy upright wooden post on which the crossbars would be secured. To prolong the crucifixion process, the horizontal wooden blocks or planks serving as a cruel seat, a place where you could sit on, was often attached midway down the post. At the site of the execution, by law, the victim was given a bitter drink of wine mixed with myrrh or gall as a mild pain reliever. The criminal would then thrown to the ground on his back with his arms outstretched along the crossbar the hands would be nailed or tied to the crossbar 
by nailing, apparently, it was preferred by the, the Romans. The nails were tapered iron spikes approximately five to seven inches long with square shafts about three-eighths inch for the head where they could nail to, use the hammer on. The nails commonly were driven through the wrist rather than the palms. After both arms were fixed to the crossbar, the crossbar and the victim together were lifted onto the post. Next, the feet were fixed to the cross either by nailing or with ropes. Nailing, again, was preferred practice of the Romans. Although the feet could be fixed to the sides of the post or to the wooden footrest, they usually were nailed directly in front of the post. To accomplish this, the flexon of the knees, and they, they bent the knees up, may have been quite prominent. To bend the knees may have been rotated outward. When the nailing was completed, the sign was attached to the cross by nails or cord just above the victim's head. The soldiers and civilian crowd often taunted and jeered at the condemned person. The soldiers customarily divided the clothes up among themselves. The length of survival generally ranged from three to four hours to three or four days. Appears to have been really diverse in the severity of the flogging, how bad they were beaten before they were put on there. However, even though the scourging had been relatively mild, a Roman soldier could hasten the death by breaking the legs just below the knees. Not uncommonly, insects would burrow or dig into the wounds or the open eyes and ears and nose of the dying and helpless victims. We also know birds of prey would tear at these sites and eat them alive. Moreover, it was customary to leave the corpse on the cross to be devoured by the predatory animals. However, Roman law allows the family of the condemned to take the body for burial after obtaining permission from a Roman judge. Since no one was intended to survive crucifixion, the body was not released into the family until the soldiers were sure that the victim was dead. By custom, one of the Roman guards would pierce the body of a so- with a sword or a lance. Traditionally, it had been considered a spear wound to the heart through the right side of the chest, which was a fatal wound that was probably taught to the Roman soldiers. Moreover, the standard infantry spear was five to six feet long, so it could easily reach the chest of a man that was crucified on a low cross. Let's look at the medical aspects of the crucifixion. With the knowledge of both the, the autonomy and ancient cru- crucifix practices, we may reconstruct the probable medical aspects of the form of a slow execution. Each wound apparently was intended to produce intense agony and distribute constant pain and contribute to the death of many people. I cut my finger the other day and now I hit it on everything. Even though I bandaged it up, it still throbs in pain and gives me constant irritation. I could imagine being whipped with skin tearing cat of nine tails that would rip the skin from the flesh and then still have to be walking and moving towards the cross and even be nailed on the cross. Your back or the open wounds are rubbing against that board behind you, the, the cross. It was just constant pain and aggravation that just indescribable. The scourging prior to the crucifixion served to weaken the condemned man. 
and if the blood wash loss was considerable to produce the conditions leading to severe dropping of blood pressure, they would faint and even have organ failure. When the victim was thrown to the ground on his back in preparing for the, the nailing of their hands to the crossbar, his scourging wounds most likely would become torn open again and contaminated with dirt even, or sand. Furthermore, each respiration, the painful scourging wounds would be scraped against the rough wood of the post. As a result, blood loss from the back probably would continue throughout the whole crucifixion ordeal. It has been shown that the dense fibrous tissue connecting the bones together and the bones of the wrist can support the weight of a man hanging from the, but not the palm. So that's why we thought about the wrist area that the nails went through instead of the palm of the hand. According to the iron spikes probably were driven between the radius, the heavier of the two forearm bones, and the carpals, which eight, has eight wrist bones. Another probable placement of the spikes could be between the row of the carpals bones nearest the radius or through the strong fibrous bands like tissue that cover the carpals which forms a tunnel of various fibrous bands connecting the eight carpal bones. The nail driven in this location would crush or severe the rather large medial nerve. This nerve provides sensation and movement particularly to the second and third fingers. Damage to the medial nerve results in the contractual or claw-like deformation of the hand. The damaged nerves would also produce excruciating bolts of fiery pain in both arms. It is likely that the deep pineal nerve extended from the front of the ankle and the branch of the medial and the lateral plantar nerves that had been injured by the nailing that was driven through the feet. Although scourging may have resulted in considerable blood loss, crucifixion per se was a relatively bloodless procedure since no major arteries, other than perhaps a deep plankter arch, the confluence of the arteries in the foot passing through the favored anatomical site transfusion. The crucial effect of the crucifixion beyond the excruciating pain was a mark of interference of, with normal es respiration, perhaps exhalation. The weight of the body pulling down on the outstretched arms and shoulders tend to fix on the chest muscles used for breathing in the inhalation state, thereby hindering the passive exhalation. Accordingly, exhalation would require using the abdominal muscles rather than the chest muscles, and the breathing would be shallow. This is likely the form of respiration that would not suffice or have a high level of carbon dioxide in the bloodstream would result from it. The onset of muscle cramps due to the failure in high levels of the carbon dioxide in the blood would hinder respiration even further. Adequate exhalation requires lifting the body by pushing up on the feet and the flexation of the elbows and pulling the shoulders forward. It was an effort to breathe. However, this maneuver would place the entire weight of the body on the bones of the feet which would produce searing pain. Furthermore, flexation or the bending of the elbows would cause the rotation of the wrist by the iron spikes and cause fiery pain along the damaged medial nerves. So lifting the body would also be painful and would scraping the scourges of the back against the rough wood. 
Muscle cramps and loss of feeling in both of the outstretched and uplifted arms would add to the discomfort. As a result, the respiration efforts would become agonizing and very tiring. Furthermore, reducing the oxygen level in the blood and leading eventually to asphyxiation. Now the definition of asphyxiation, the lack of oxygen or excess of carbon monoxide in the body that results in unconsciousness and often death and is usually caused by the interruption of breathing or the inadequate oxygen supply. The actual cause of death by crucifixion was multifactual and varied somewhat in each case, but the two most prominent causes probably were the shock from the inadequate perfusion of crucial organs due to the blood loss and inadequate oxygen levels in the blood due to the inability to breathe properly. Other possible contributions factors are include dehydration, stress-induced arrhythmias of the heart, and congested heart failure due to the rapid accumulation of blood around the heart and the lungs. Death by crucifixion was, in very sense of the word, excruciating. Well, I hope that explains a little bit more of what Jesus went through and how he took it all for us. What a wonderful God. We thank God for this and we'll close in a prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that you went through it all for us. Not only did you teach us why you were here walking on this earth, you was ever the teacher and to guide and to show us how to act and how to conduct our daily life and how to have a relationship with God through you. We thank you, Lord, that you sent the Holy Spirit after you left to come back and to help us and to be part of our lives and be in us, Lord, that we can have that communication with you. We thank you, Jesus, that you're there for us always. Bless my brothers and sisters as they go through their life. We know that you hear our prayers, Lord, and we thank you, Lord, and we lift you up. In your blessed holy name, amen. Let me tell you about a new product that you probably need to go check out. It's called Talking Jesus Doll at JesusDoll.com. If you use my promo code Steve Kitts at checkout, they'll give you an extra 10% off. With all the woke culture going out affecting kids with cartoons and toys, they're trying to separate your kids and your grandkids from the family and from God. I recommend that you introduce Jesus to your kids as early as possible. That's why we're partnering with the Talking Jesus Doll. It's a plush doll that talks. When you squeeze the hand, it speaks ten phrases that Jesus said in the Bible. From the Lord's Prayer to John 3.16 and everything in between. With everything that's going on, it's important to introduce our children to the love and the lessons that Jesus had for many years. I love this product and so does everyone else. The reviews are amazing and kids are learning the Bible verses and using the doll to minister to others. If you have kids, grandkids, nieces, and nephews, this is a perfect gift for them. It could be for Easter, birthdays, and even Christmas. Teach your kids about the Lord. Go to JesusDoll.com and use the promo code STEVEKIDS for 10% off and God bless you. I want to take a minute to talk to you about Buzzsprout. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new market or a channel, may I suggest that you share your thoughts and your ideas with the world. And it's just so fun to have a talk show. Podcasting is very easy, inexpensive, and a fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more within minutes of finishing each recording. 
podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And the team that they have at Buzzsprout is passionate in helping you succeed. They want you to succeed. Join with over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's go ahead and create something together. God bless you.